0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this episode officially kicks off our 2024 NCAA season previews, as well as our new segment, Coach's Corner, where we sit down with the head coach of some of the top NCAA teams in the country to chat about the upcoming season. We're excited to be kicking things off with Bev Plotke, who's the head coach at the University of Michigan, and is heading into her 35th season with the Wolverines. Under her tenure, she has led the Wolverines to 27 Big Ten titles, and the program's first ever NCAA title back in 2021. We sat down with Bev last week to talk about the potential of her team this season, who you can watch for. We also talk NIL, UCLA and Washington joining the Big Ten, and so much more. So we hope you guys enjoy. All right, so we'll start with last season. Obviously, didn't end the way you guys wanted it to, but I guess just talk a little bit about that and then For you as a coach, how do you go about keeping the team's morale up when, you know, things don't end how you want it to?
1: You know, I just think trying to keep things in perspective. And the reality is we had a really great season as as a whole. We had a really great season. And, you know, it is hard when you're looking back at the last two seasons saying it didn't exactly end the way that we wanted it to. But that's just kind of how athletics goes. And, I think we need to get better at being more confident in ourselves when we go into the latter part of the season and just knowing that it's no different than at the big 10 championships or at any other meet of the season. I think we need to go into, you know, regionals and nationals with that same confident performance, um, that we have the rest of the season, but we really had a really an amazing season all year long. And so, um, you know i think that this team has a lot of confidence in each other there's a lot of talent among this group of young women and you know it's a disappointment for sure that we were not at the national championship last year and to it, it hurts when you sit there and watch the competition and you know what you might have been able to do had you been on the floor competing that is definitely no fun but you know, the whole thing about athletics is it's the highest of high and the lowest of lows. And the highest of highs are not as exciting when you don't experience the lowest of lows.
0: Yeah, true. Do you think that confidence was the biggest issue? When you look at like the team from 2021 that obviously won the national championship, and then the last two years, do you think it came down to confidence in the end?
1: I think that when you've experienced winning the way we did in 2021, um, that puts pressure on you because you think that that's the expectation, you know, there's, you have that kind of on your back and you go in feeling like, you know, that is the expectation. If you don't do that, you know, the pressure's on and anything less than that is not good enough. And so I do think that that's kind of what happens. And I don't know if confidence is the right word, but I think it's pressure. You know, they, they put too much pressure on themselves to have to perform at that level instead of just enjoying the moment and going out there and and performing with the confidence that they have all year long.
0: From last year's team, you're losing quite a few talented gymnasts, Natalie Wojciech, Abby High School, and Nicoletta Kulos. So obviously that means a lot of lineup spots are going to be opening up. So far what you've seen in preseason, who do you think might step up and kind of fill those roles potentially?
1: Right. You know, I think that that is a lot of gymnastics. Those athletes were amazing. But we had a lot of talent on our team that maybe athletes that hadn't quite stepped up because they didn't see that they that there was a role for them, that now there is a role for them. We have athletes like Paige Baxton, who is an incredibly talented young woman. You know, she had suffered some some foot injuries and some different things. and. I really see her light starting to shine and some now that she has seen some opportunity and I really see a lot more confidence and she's more positive every day and working really hard and that young lady has just so much talent oozing out of every pore of her body and we've got to keep her healthy and and keep her going but she's got a lot of opportunity. We've got you know Kaylin Morgan who unfortunately is coming back from a A shoulder injury that she had over the summer but she's in the best physical shape that I've ever seen her in and again a really positive attitude super enthusiastic she's been working so hard and definitely ahead of schedule she's just a physical specimen Um, and I think when she's released to be able to come back and start doing bigger gymnastics I I really have a feeling that she's going to come back fairly quickly we're gonna have to kind of hold her back and make sure that she does things at, at the right, um, pace to come back to keep her healthy. But I look for really big things out of her this year. Um, who am I forgetting?
0: Farah Lippitz. We've oh, seen in goodness. training. Yes. Thank
1: you. Um, Farrah is a beautiful athlete and you know, she's the finesse she's, we talked a little bit the other day. She's got that Natalie Wojciech um, <laughs> kind of, um, the vibes, vibe <laughs> about her on for sure on on beam and bars. She's beautiful. Her lines are are gorgeous. Um, and you know, again, just she's got to get some numbers under her. She had had that knee injury her senior year. It's taken her a, a while to get strength and confidence back. Uh, it takes a while to trust when you had something like that to happen to trust that knee and leg and get it very strong and confident again but um you know i see her specifically in beam and bars being a really main contributor and a beautiful beautiful athlete this year
0: and then can you speak about uh, carly bauman i know she's another person that absolutely
1: are. carly it's taken her a while to um coming back after the achilles injury to really trust again she also had some subsequent issue with some you know, I'll just say junk in her ankle um, that they went in and cleaned out. That's feeling so much better now. So I'm really excited to see what she's going to be able to do this year. Uh, I think that there's a great chance we see her back in the all-around lineup again. And she's just such a consistent athlete when she goes out there and competes. And just her execution is so beautiful. So yeah. really, really looking forward to her stepping up, and she's been such an incredible leader this year for us as well. She's
0: one of the team captains, isn't she? She is. Okay, and uh, Naomi, Gabby, and Sierra, are they yes. the other captains? Mm-hmm. Talk about Gabby and Sierra coming back for the fifth year.
1: Yeah, really excited about about them. I mean, Sierra, what what do I need to say about Sierra? Um, <laughs> she's amazing in every category. She's great in, in the classroom. She's great in the gym. Um, she's an amazing leader. She just is got it all. She's put together. Mm-hmm. Gabby, you know, I'd love to see her development from when she came in as a freshman to where she is now. She's a totally different person. Um she came in as a freshman, she was in the background, she was afraid to speak. Um she was kind of the listen, take it in, didn't really talk very much, very shy. You know, in her floor routines it was hard to bring her out in her floor routines. And I mean, now um, (laughs) night and day. Wow. I mean, she is vocal. She is so high energy. She's so positive and enthusiastic. She's amazing. I am so excited for her. She is ready to just take on life as a strong independent, you know, she's going to just kick some butt in whatever she decides to do in life. And, and in the gym this year, she is ready. And, um, her floor routine, Man, I am so excited to see what she's gonna be ready to do this year is her choreography done for this year yet it is yeah i can't wait
0: (laughs) it's amazing it is amazing is it if it's even possible to say is it better than her previous routines like does it keep getting better oh yeah that's how i feel like every year it just somehow gets better so (laughs) very excited it's amazing with sierra and gabby did you know last year during the season that they were going to come back or did they wait until like towards the end to make that decision
1: um i knew Uh um they had you know, had to apply for their graduate programs and I knew when they had gotten their acceptance and whatnot, but it was their, it was their story to tell. Mm -hmm. So when people were asking, you know, I just said, well, that we'll know when... When, when they're ready when they to know. tell, so
0: yeah. that's fair. Um, real quickly, I want to talk about Jenna again because we were in here a couple of days ago, and she looks amazing. I'm like, is she going to come for, like, all these lineup spots? <laughs> she's doing a one-and-a-half on ball again, and it looks great. I, I'm really excited for her as well. This
1: is a young woman who came in as a freshman, and she's a great young woman. But there was just a, a ways between where she was when she started and where she is now and the perseverance and the work ethic and the never quit. She is not, you know, there you have those athletes that are just really quick learners and then you have the athletes like Jenna who just have to work and work and work. It takes them twice as long and twice the effort and that's Jenna and she just never gave up and she just worked so hard and um, you know, bars, is just not her event, and we've given that up. Um, I, I think she, I noticed the
0: other day she wasn't training she it, so I'm so
1: happy to tell you that she is retired on even bars. That is not her deal. But the other three events, she has come so far on her confidence on Beam, her execution mm-hmm. on Beam has come so far,
0: her, her difficulty on floor. Um, her, Any chance we'll see the full in on Floor? I know she did that as a level time. You know,
1: I I don't know. We've worked that, but she has had uh, she's had some back things on and off, and some Achilles calf things on and off. And I think at some point we just we want to get her in lineups. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that doing the full in is worth risking having her sideline mm-hmm. and so i would probably say it's a long shot that the full end ends up seeing the lineup um i think that we have a better shot of i, I would rather see her in three lineups on a more consistent basis and not do the full end i think okay. that's probably more our game plan i think she would be definitely more of that opinion as well mm-hmm. You know, just still cleaning up, you know, let's get the cowboy a little tighter. Let's, you know, point the toes on the double pike. We're still cleaning up those kinds of little things. You're right. The one and a half on vault has come so far in the last so year. So far. And she actually does a really good job with the landings of those. We still have the one more step is, you know, she's been doing a really good floor level on the soft mat. So we've got that one more step getting her confident landing on the harder surface. Mm-hmm. Um
0: you think it's a good possibility we'll see that this season
1: absolutely I think it's um well I can never guarantee anything right <laughs> um but I think it's a very there's a very high probability
0: okay. Michigan obviously is known for vault top vault team last couple of seasons you guys have been either the top team or close to the being the top team any other like one and a half, start value potential that you want to throw out, out. there <laughs> Um, You know, I think
1: we've got some young um, people coming up. I think we've got a walk-on this year, Ava Jordan, who is doing a a pretty decent full right now. And I don't know if we're going to have a a one-and-a-half this year, but I think we're going to continue to work to develop that. Um, I think she is a vaulter of the future in our lineup.
0: Kaylin Morgan, I remember last year, you said was working the one-and-a-half. I don't know with the injury if she would still be doing
1: Um, that. You know, I don't, I don't know. It just remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, she, in her elite career, she did fulls and doubles. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit like, you know, if she can go up there and go 9-9, nine, nine, you know, more often than not on a full, do we risk having her do a 1.5?
0: A her full was scoring very well last season. Right.
1: So I don't know. Uh, we may play with that, but that could still potentially even be a year away just because you know we did have a setback with the shoulder and i don't know what her comfort level is going to be with the
0: open shoulder reaching back to the table so that's that's an unknown at this point okay What about J.C. Vora? Obviously, she's someone that has had a Utranko one and a half in the past, and a lot of people have been really looking forward to seeing her. So we're really hoping, uh, love J.C.
1: She is such a sweetheart, such a hard worker. And like many athletes, you can be a tremendous athlete and have setbacks at times. And um, she had a little bit of a, a setback with Vault for we have no idea what reason, but sometimes you just wake up one day and your brain forgets that it knew how to do something, that it knew how to do very, very well. Yeah. So she started balking, this is, you know, better than a year ago at this point on the Yurchenko vault. So we took several steps back. We even took a break from vault. Um, we've tried several different things and happy to report that she's been working really closely with one of our um, performance counselors and she's made significant headway. She's going over the table. She's flipping. Um, we're at a point where she's she's back doing some some layout yourchenkos, She was onto a mat. So I think we're headed in a really positive direction. Where that's going to take us this year, I hope it's going to be back to, to the regular JC that we all know and love. We know what she's capable of doing. Would love nothing more than to see her back being able to do that and we've talked about the fact that how awesome would that be for you to know that you came you saw you conquered um and and the fact that you know in life you could always look back at that and know that you were able to conquer something that was really a challenge for you and that that if you could do that you can conquer anything and um Like she knows that, but it's just one of those things we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So hopefully everybody will send her positive thoughts and vibes and, um, definitely not a sign of weakness. It's just something, there are many, many athletes out there that are listening to this that have gone through these kinds of things, and... I mean, we saw it with
0: Samoan at the Olympics, the twisties, and absolutely. how your mind can play tricks on you. Absolutely, and so she's
1: working really hard to get through it, and um, we're seeing some great progress. Hope that she gets through it, and... Um, We'll be back out there because we all know what she's capable of doing. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I guarantee you is that we're not going to push too hard. We're going to continue to support her and encourage her and give her all of the, the help and time and
0: encouragement that she needs yeah I want to ask about reyna real quickly sir we're going like way off script <laughs> i know um she wasn't at practice the other day when we were here but we heard she's looking really really good can you oh, talk about reyna yeah reyna is doing Raina's doing great um her vault
1: looks amazing she's actually making some great headway on bars which has always been her trouble point as well catching some releases and not ready to be in a bar lineup yet but um Floor, she's got a lot of options for passes. Love her floor routine this year, and I don't know if I want to—I le- don't know if I want to let the cat out of the bag or not. But um, <laughs> she's got a lot of options for okay. passes on floor this year, and if she does the routine that she's ultimately capable of, um, I think she'll knock some people's socks off this year. But even if she doesn't do the routine she's ultimately capable of it's still going to be pretty darn good.
0: Yes. So yeah, really excited about her as well. I want to ask you about Michaela Mar. I feel like Michigan is the kind of school that doesn't typically take in a bunch of transfers, but you guys picked up McKaylee from Penn. Talk a little bit about her and then what you think her potential is for the season. She's
1: been a great addition and she's so high energy and positive and has really stepped in. It's hard, I think, as a fifth year to step in and become blend into a program that is so established and has, a, has such a strong culture as our program does, but she's done it beautifully and She reached out to us, um, was interested in a graduate program at our business school, which is a world renowned business school. She was a pretty much a beam and bar specialist. We looked at, we thought, you know, Hey, you could absolutely contribute in those two events to our lineups. She's such a burst of positive energy, you know, love having her, uh, you know, it's definitely a transition. They're, they're very different programs. And I think, you know, she would tell you that it's a transition, but she's, um, she's doing great and, you know, hope that we'll see her in some lineups this year
0: and that we'll see what she can do for us. How has she adjusted to this new team? I would imagine it's it's quite different to spend four years with one team and then suddenly come in and you're in a completely different environment. Has she kind of like adjusted and acclimated well with the new team? I,
1: oh my goodness, she. It's like she's been here the whole time. She's so sweet and so wonderful, and the team has just absorbed her and has been really supportive of her.
0: And yeah, she is. They get along just like like she's been here the whole time. Perfect. And then um, the freshmen. So we talked Ava Jordan. You mentioned that she potentially down the line could be like a one and a half on vault, but any other areas? You see her as well as some of the other freshmen contributing. Yeah, I guess you know, talk about the
1: freshmen. I never mentioned um, Halen Zabransky, who is going to be an amazing addition to our program. She had a bit of a setback earlier this fall, had an illness, so she's had a number of weeks. That she really hasn't been able to participate very much, so she's a, a little bit behind. I I don't anticipate that really being a problem. I think when she's feeling better and her energy is all the way back to where it needs to be, I think that she's gonna, you know, I think she's gonna bounce right back. But she's another one that is um, you mentioned about the one and a half. She's another one that I think has potential to be a one and a half for us on vault. I think she's gonna be strong on bars. She definitely will be a, a really high energy, strong floor performer, and you know I think she's she's potential to be uh, ability in the all around. She just hasn't had the same opportunity to get numbers in that some of the rest of the athletes have had. So you know it may take her a few meets into the season to get um, her feet under her and a little bit more confidence as we get started here, but definitely see her being a major major contributor. As we get going and then we've got another walk on Kaylee Boozer uh, from Texarkana Texas who's got potential specifically in balance beam and down the road I think has some potential in some other events as well she's a beautiful dancer definitely in balance beam she's really beautiful yes. in that event
0: when it comes to making lineups how do you decide like when you want to rest somebody how do you decide do you want to throw somebody new in the lineup do you have like a strategy for your lineups
1: Well, communication is a really important part of our culture here at Michigan. And so having conversations and communication on a daily basis with the athletes and counting on them to talk to me about how they feel is really critically important. And so when we're making decisions on lineups, I need to know who feels 100%, who doesn't feel 100%, because that definitely plays a role. If everybody's feeling 100% and and we feel like we have, you know, we're 8 or 9 deep and we want to play with rotating some people, you know, then that's really a, a, the coach on that event if we want to just play with some lineups, give some people opportunities. Uh, you know, we may have some different ideas or thoughts in rotating people. But if we're making changes because maybe we want to rest somebody because they're not feeling 100% then it's really about communication and and a trust that we have between our athletes and our staff that we're not taking you out because we don't trust you or we're not taking you out because we're not going to put you back in. We're taking you out because we're giving you a rest. We want you to heal and be a hundred percent. And when you're a hundred percent, we will trust you and put you back in. we just don't want to put you in a position to, have you be hurting more or in a position to become injured if you're you know Mm -hmm. so it's really that whole communication piece and wanting people to understand that you know we want you to be healthy and 100 percent. because when you get to the end of the road you know big tens regionals nationals you know a lot of times the team that can field their strongest team is the team that's going to have a best chance of winning so if you Mm -hmm. keep fielding the team and pushing athletes that aren't 100% you know, you beat everybody up, and then you don't have those athletes to compete or not feeling 100%. um,
0: That's really not the best strategy at the end. Mm -hmm. What do you think is this team's strength? So that could either be in terms of an event or like a personal characteristic or quality of the team, I guess, however you want to interpret that.
1: Wow, that's um, (laughs) hmm. a deep question. That is a deep question. Uh, I'm still getting to know this team and, and not like you said, we have a lot of Holes that we're going to be filling. And so I feel like I need to get in at least a couple of inter squads to kind of see. um, Have you guys done any inter squads yet? uh, We have only done a couple of like event inter squads at this point. I feel like if we're just top, if we're just talking top six, maybe we're strongest on vault. But yet depth wise probably floor and beam is where we probably have right now the most depth. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't know if that story has written itself yet.
0: Okay. What about not necessarily a weakness, but like an area from what you've seen so far an area that you want to see improvements with the team?
1: I just think that we need continued development. I think we our trajectory is going in a really positive direction, but Right now, we need continued development to get to a level of depth that I feel comfortable with to be able to say this is a team that could win a national championship. Mm -hmm. Right now, we've got potential, but potential does not win championships. So we need to stay healthy, and we need continued development. We are not in a place right now where we can sit back and rest on our laurels. Uh, A year ago, we had enough people that were seasoned and routine ready and competition ready that you know we were pretty darn good right now we are still developing that level of depth
0: mm, okay and so obviously you've been around the sport for a long time i think this is your 30 or wait 30 going into your 30 start,
1: starting my 35th year yeah. okay
0: as head coach here at michigan Um, You've been through the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned so far in your time as a head coach?
1: That no matter how many years that you've been doing something that you never know everything, for sure, Mm -hmm. started doing this when I was 23 years old. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, It is. And there's there's really not a, you know, it doesn't come with a how-to book.
0: Especially when you're like that young, like twenty three is really young to be the head coach. It's it's
1: very young, and things today are very very different than they were then. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if I would have known then what I know now, do you want to go back to all those people and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." You know, you you do everything to the best of your ability, but you learn and you continue to grow. And no matter how many years you've been doing something, I have never professed to be a perfect person or a perfect coach or um, know everything about everything. And if you continue to be open-minded and and wanna continue to learn and grow and improve yourself and be better, better tomorrow than I was yesterday and the day before, that's, I think, what every coach's motto should be, and what I've always tried to do. Um, you learn something from every situation that you go through and try to be a better person from it. And um, people talk about, now I sound like an old person, but <laughs> all, like the experiences, right? Like when you say to somebody, learn from my experience, it's true. Like the experiences that you have had and you have learned from, if you could just take those experiences and apply it and take that back um, and get people to understand the importance of learning from those experiences. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess that's just it. Like continue to continue to be open minded. The minute you think I had a coach that told me one time, the minute you think you know everything, you're done. Yeah. So just be open-minded and continue to learn and grow every day that you're
0: doing something from one day to the next. When you started at Michigan, it was nowhere near the program that it is now. I mean, I guess you could call it like a, I don't want to say a losing program, but it's not what it is now where like oh, you guys dominate the Big I would, Ten. I would you a say national... two wins and 19 <laughs> losses was I I'll was, you can I was trying to be nice, okay? <laughs> but yeah, it's nowhere near what it is now. Like obviously, like however many Big Ten titles, like you guys dominate the Big Ten, you've won a national title. Have stayed nationally competitive. Yeah, for years and years. So if you think about like where you were when you first started at the, the age of 23. Did you ever envision that the program would be what it is now? And was that your goal too?
1: It it was definitely my goal. I mean, I was young and I was ambitious and I was enthusiastic. And the biggest thing was when I took this job, I knew it was Michigan. And this is going to sound like a recruiting spiel, but (laughs) the reality is, is that at least I was smart enough to look at this and say, this is Michigan. Like Michigan has, number one, it has the academics to recruit Strong. I knew that gymnasts are smart people.
0: Yeah. Right. This is and, a school they're interested in. Right.
1: And I I can recruit to this school, and it's a big time school. It's a it's Division One. It's it's got a great campus. It's a wealthy school. Mm-hmm. If they decide they want to support women's gymnastics, this could be really big. So I knew that it was up to me to kind of start to fuel that fire and get that going. I knew it had the makings of something that could be very successful. And I really knew that once we won our first Big Ten Championship, and in year four, once we got to the national championship, and once we were in that top 10, uh, I really knew that this was a special place. I had hoped it wouldn't take 32 years to get that first national title. Um, Better late than never. <laughs> but absolutely, I'm not complaining. Um, just really proud that we did it and we did it, you know, the right way. And um, super unbelievably special moment that I'll never forget. Would like to, you know, have, have at least a pair of those, um, one for each hand, at least. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, you know, yeah, I knew this was a special place when I took this job, but I knew it would be a lot of hard work.
0: Also, shout out to Lisa and Scott. They've been with you almost the entire time. Lisa has Absolutely. been the entire time, right? And Scott for most of it. Um,
1: Lisa has been with me all but two years. So yeah. this is thirty. This will be thirty-five years for me and thirty-three years for Lisa, and cannot give her enough credit she's i say she's the mvp of my team every year we can finish each other's sentences um she's incredible we work incredibly well together have the same philosophy in terms of the the health and well-being of our student athletes so yeah, she's, she's been an amazing person to have with me on this journey and Scott as well. Um, he hasn't been quite as long, but one of the best uneven bar for sure. But I think, you know, coaches in general. Um, Scott
0: makes everybody an uneven bars worker. <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he really can. And, you know, we, we laugh because sometimes we're recruiting and, you know, we'll we'll be looking at somebody and it's like, wow, this kid is a really good beam worker. and. Um, you know, not quite as good on on bars. Be a little bit of a project, but, you know, that's all right, Scott. Like, Scott's got it. We're good. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem for you. Um, you know, funny story was when Nicole Arts came to Michigan. She said, "Oh my gosh, I'll never compete bars at Michigan." And then she ended up being the Uneven Bars Big Ten champion. And
0: wasn't she, like, the anchor at one point, too? Like, she was the last one in the lineup, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure. Like, yeah. she was, like, considered sure. one of the best ones. Yeah. That's and so his,
1: funny. Some of his claim to fame is that how many athletes have come here saying, like, no, I'll never do, you know, an E-dismount. And, like, you know, within a year or two years at the most, they're, like, doing E-dismounts on bars. <laughs> so, yeah, he just has some kind of a... Magical, yeah. He's a magician. Touch over there on bars, <laughs> uh, but that you know the adi- the addition of Mileana has been amazing as well. Um, her choreography skills are mm. incredible. Just the the new energy that she brings, you know, just the the ideas and the you know she relates incredibly well um, to the
0: athlete. Well, well before and you got here, we were talking to her, even just like how unique it is that she's someone who won a national, she won multiple national championships Mm -hmm. as an athlete. And then she came here and helped you guys win on the coaching staff. And we're pretty sure she's the only one, we're gonna have to fact check this, but we're pretty sure she's the only one that's done that. Like that has won a national title as an athlete and then also as a coach. So she has that like really unique perspective that like nobody else has, I feel like.
1: Yeah. And she's just an amazing human being as well. Have really, really enjoyed being able to coach with her and see her mature into someone that I think is going to be an amazing future head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I have also really enjoyed our new fourth coach, um, Callie. Cat, well, it's not Harden anymore, but. Yeah, um, just
0: got married. <laughs> yeah,
1: she just got married this year. But.
0: People might know her. She was from Eastern Michigan, She, she came out
1: Eastern Michigan. She grew up in my hometown of Saline, mm-hmm. And um, she is, she has been such a pleasant, I don't want to say a surprise because it's not like I didn't expect her to, to be good, but she's been even, she has exceeded any expectations that I could have had for her. Just maturity level off the charts and just such a, like a jump in and initiative and like just get it done personality and um not intimidated at all to just jump out there and interact with the athletes the athletes respect her for her corrections and and what she's giving in the gym but also like what she's done in the office and You know, my father had a health issue earlier this summer, and I was gone, and Miley was holding down the fort with preparations for recruiting, and Callie jumped right in there and was just, like, I came back, and everything was done, and I was (laughs) like, man, you know, you guys are amazing. It just made me feel incredible that, like, I had this staff that was, like, no problem. Yeah. So, yeah I am blessed to have the staff that I do I definitely could not do this without the team effort and yeah just incredibly blessed I, I love my athletes I love my staff including our support staff um, our, our strength and conditioning coach Lou Porciazzo is absolutely amazing my athletes love him um, I don't know how many Uh, honey, athletes love to condition,
0: but my team (laughs) loves to condition with Lou. Weird. Um,
1: Yeah, just I really have a special group of people here.
0: We're doing a series on our podcast right now where we talk to athletes who are going through the recruiting process or just completed the recruiting process. Um, And so something that we want to ask all the coaches that we're going to be talking to in our coaches series is about recruiting and what do you look for when you're recruiting an athlete to Michigan? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, you know, obviously – The first thing that we do before we get to know anybody is, you know, there's a pool of athletes that are pulled together based on talent. Once they're pulled together based on talent and we start, you know, looking at them at a deeper level, you know, some of the first things that are important to us are what is their passion for the sport of gymnastics on a legitimate level? Because we really want people that love gymnastics and want to continue to learn and grow in the sport of gymnastics you know it's also important to us that they are interested in being part of a family and being part of a team individual accolades are really cool and fun and they do add to the team but if you are competing for the team the individual accolades come as a secondary part of competing for the team so uh, here our culture is very much part of a family and team first and we celebrate for sure the individual accolades but it's really about the team and and having a selfless attitude it is so much more fun to compete as part of a team and to be part of you know that kind of a family atmosphere than it is to to be in more of an individual kind of like what's in it for me yeah um kind of a, a feeling you know somebody that that is where education's important you know sometimes people are intimidated by the level of education at michigan and that is not um, literally you <laughs> that is not i, I relate to
0: that <laughs>
1: um, you know that is not um something that people should be intimidated by because the the academic support that we have available for our student-athletes is really impressive. And, you know, I'm not going to say that it's a cakewalk, but we have had athletes that's very high achieving, and we have had athletes that we had to go to appeals process to be able to get into school, and they have all achieved at, at a high level. Yeah. But it's about wanting to get something out of your education. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so...
0: I'm curious about NIL. That's, I feel like, another layer that's been added to things that recruits are looking for. For some athletes, depends on who they are, I guess. But do you feel like this whole NIL world, has that that been any challenge for you guys in the recruiting process? I
1: am really supportive
0: of people who
1: are interested in NIL and who want to be a part of NIL. I don't go out there and I'm not like, hey, we're going to give you a million dollars to come to You know Michigan and whatever Um, because I think we have more important things we're gonna give you we're we're not gonna give you but you're gonna get a Michigan degree Mm -hmm. Um, that's gonna sustain you financially for the rest of your life that's not just gonna give you a pot of money that you're gonna spend and then it's gonna be gone yeah but if you are in interested in NIL we have an incredible NIL program we have people through our business school that are there to be able to it's a whole entire program i can't really speak to it intelligently right now but mm-hmm. um people that are there that can help with legal can help with branding can help with all this other stuff
0: so you guys do have nil Absolutely. resources At, we okay.
1: have nil resources and and as much as you want to put into it we can support that and i am supportive of that So we have had people that are really
0: successful in the NIL space. I'm literally wearing my Sierra Brooks t-shirt right now. I see that. Very fitting. Speaking of NIL. People that are very
1: successful in the NIL space and Michigan is is only going to continue to, you know, become more and more and more prominent
0: in that space. Yeah. I want to ask you about UCLA and Washington joining the Big Ten next season. Um, your thoughts on that and how you think it could impact um, the conference as a whole?
1: I think the Big Ten is going to become the premier conference in the country. I have always had the philosophy that you're only... As good as the people you compete against, um, we have always gone and competed against the top teams in the country. So I embrace the fact that we're bringing more of you know the stronger teams in the country into our own conference. And I don't think that in general in that conversation, I don't think that we're done. Um, you know, I don't. I have no insider information, but I you know I hear people talk all the time about you know. It's, we're going to have these super conferences. And so
0: um, I – We need a conference that's more competitive with the SEC. And I feel like with UCLA and Washington coming, it could make things a little bit more competitive with the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And the Big Ten currently, as it exists, is incredible. Really like stepped it Michigan up. State, mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Like United Iowa, State, yep. So yeah. I feel like the Big Ten is going to really change the game with yeah. gymnastics. So,
1: so I love it. Um, the only thing that's going to be hard about it is the – is you know the transportation yeah back and forth across the country but um yeah i love the fact that that we're welcoming in you know some other teams and i've even heard rumors that there may be some other programs
0: considering adding
1: hmm.
0: um programs that uh would be in the big 10 so that would be exciting Okay, so our last question, unless there's anything else you have to add, is if I could give you a magic wand and you could change anything about college gymnastics, what would it be and why? Change
1: anything about
0: college gymnastics. I feel like there's so many answers to this. I don't know how many you'd be willing to say. I have a bunch in my head. (laughs) give me me some hints at what yours are oh I'm thinking like scoring like I mean I know you probably can't like speak specifically but just like fair judging oh wow
1: that yeah that probably would be at the top of my list if there was some way to be able to automate Mm -hmm. and I am not saying I, I I personally believe that the largest majority of our officials sit in those chairs and try to do a, good, a really good job mm-hmm. I think that they're conscientious I think they work hard on their education I think they really try to do a good job I think that there's only a very a few that get caught up and and you know yeah. whatever but you know it's like anything else right you know there's everybody sees when there is a whoopsie and you know somebody takes a three tenth hop on a ball and they good you know, time. they get a <laughs> of high score and um what i think is a shame however though is this social media thing where everybody goes crazy and um i don't think that anybody including an official who made a mistake should get you know
0: ripped to shreds online ripped to
1: shreds or death threats or (laughs) or whatever in the world is happening that 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 shouldn't be happening um I do believe, however, that there should be some kind of an evaluation system for the officials. There should be accountability. I don't know of any other sport out there where there is not an evaluation system where officials are accountable for
0: their performance. Do you guys have any control over what judges you get for your meets? Because that's something I've heard. I don't know if it's a misconception, but at, like, some schools or some conferences, like – these judges are getting like I don't know if money is the right word, but like basically there's reasons why like these certain judges keep going back to certain schools. I guess I don't know what no, that we would have do. we
1: have a national assigning system called the JAS, the judges assigning system. We have one national assigner, and underneath that assigner there are either seven or eight regional assigners. Those assigners we sent we put our schedules into the JAS system, those assigners like, I think the assigner that assigns for us probably has, I don't know, seven or eight schools, and the schedules go in, and that assigner goes through, there's a date, and then they go in, and they pull, they assign officials. So I have absolutely nothing to do okay. with... Um,
0: and that's probably the same for all schools, I'm yes, imagining, then? Yes. Okay. Now, there
1: are, there's, like, there's, you know, schools with uh, small, like, D2, or, like, there, you know, there's... In theory, fifty percent of the officials are supposed to be from within a two hundred mile radius and that's like a cost containment Uh type thing. And then and then the other fifty percent are supposed to be from out of area, which means outside of two hundred miles. And so for some schools that's, you know, from wherever, no limit, and um some of the D two might have some exceptions to that um, for budgetary reasons and whatnot, but some schools can't have like can't fly, mm-hmm. you know whatever. But it's supposed to be a an anonymous or I don't know whatever like a neutral way right. of being able to bring in judges. But there's there it, it's not a perfect system by any stretch and. Judges also, a lot of them have other jobs. And so they, you know, they may have like, I work Friday till six or I can't, I'm not willing to fly. So I can only go this far or so there, there's gotcha. all of these different criteria that are in the system okay. um, for how this assigning system works. So again, it's not a perfect system, but it's better than the good old days when we used to call somebody up on the phone and say, hey. I want you to judge my blah, 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 me. Oh, that um, used to happen? Oh, yeah. So we when did that to, when did that stop? I was actually the one that created and started in this national signing system. I can't tell you what year. It's uh-huh. been in place now for, for a while. It's uh-huh. been tweaked and changed and whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to guess at least... 15 years, maybe 20 years. Um, But yeah, there was... So you're
0: telling me that you and like all coaches would like call up the judges and be like,
1: that's so weird to me. Yeah. (laughs) We would look at our schedule and then I'd had a list and I would call and say, you know, hey, I have a meet against Michigan State on February 4th. Are you available to judge? And they would say yes or no. And then I would put them down and...
0: So did you have to know the judges then, or did you have like a book of all judges? that? Well, we,
1: yeah, we had some kind of a database, Uh but yeah, you
0: called judges that, that you knew, knew, that you
1: liked, or... That is so not okay. Right. I mean, can you imagine, uh, can you imagine Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day calling up the football officials and, uh, hey, would you come officiate our Michigan, Ohio State football game on... Never would happen. Never would happen. <laughs> um so yes, uh-huh. we've come a long way from those days, but still definitely not perfect. But to your question, I would love to figure out a way to be able to make judging completely fair and neutral across the country mm-hmm. so that a nine eight at Michigan is a nine eight at any, anywhere else any other in the country. country yeah. Right? But as long as you have a human being who has a subjective opinion, Yeah, <laughs> you know, sitting in chair. Like, I just don't know how that is realistically possible. I think yeah. we can try to do whatever we can do with education and whatever, but like people that get online and say the things that they say, I really do believe in my heart of hearts that the largest percentage of our officials sit in those chairs and they're trying very hard to do the job that we're asking them to do yeah i do think that there are outside factors that can influence or can you know whatever but i don't think that it's as much as people think that it is like she's cheating for that school or she's you know whatever and it bothers me that we're so brave To say anything that we want to say on social media. And to a a large degree, we have judges that are reluctant now to want to judge college gymnastics because Mm -hmm. of what's being said about them on social media. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want that to be what's happening in our sport. I want judges to feel safe, to be able to sit in a chair and judge a meet, And give a fair score. Yes. Um, But I want them to also feel confident to take deductions.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, No matter how loud the crowd is cheering. Because
1: before, like now, we're upset, right, that they're not taking deductions. But let's rewind, you know, 10 years. I also remember times when we would go to meets, and if judges took deductions and gave scores, they got booed. In arenas, I can remember judges having ice cubes thrown at them, popcorn boxes thrown at them. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, that
0: would never happen, I feel like, nowadays. So. security and all that. So,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, in in a way, we've created, you know.
0: (sighs) And if I remember, you can't win.
1: (laughs) Right. We've created the situation um, by, and I'm not saying it's all fans, it's it's coaches' behavior and, and whatnot as well. Yeah. um but we have to figure we have to figure this all out um, and there's not an easy
0: solution yeah to it all. So if you had a magic wand that's what you do. If I had a
1: magic <laughs> wand, I would figure out a, a way to create a safe environment for judges to be able to have fair neutral judging where it would be the same no matter what part of the country they were in. Um, And so that the right teams not only won at an individual competition, but that the right teams would be placed Mm -hmm. by RQS across the country.
0: Yeah, good answer. Yeah. (laughs) So on this, we'll give you the final word. Is there anything else that you want to say? Anything you want people to know about the team this year? Anything you want to add?
1: Um, I love my team. I am excited to see what we're going to be able to do this year. We're maybe not as experienced as we have been in the last couple of years, but I'm as a coach, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what kind of development we're going to be able to show this year and where we're going to start versus where we're going to be in the middle versus where we're going to be at the end. And so stay
0: tuned and go blue. First of all, we want to say thank you so much to Bev for taking the time to come on our show and being so generous with her time. I feel like we (laughs) talked for, I think, a little over an hour. We came in with, like, a list of 10 questions, and then we ended up asking, like, 50 questions. That's just what happens when we start talking about Michigan because we get very excited, as you all know. So thank you to Bev for being so generous with her time. And I always love having the coach's perspective when we are doing previews like this. So it's great. Now in the back half of this episode, as promised, we're going to be doing our Michigan season previews. And I mentioned this in last week's episode, but somebody had actually submitted a question on our question tab specifically about Michigan and wanted to know our thoughts with, you know, Natalie Wojciak and Abby High School and Nicoletta Kulo's graduating and some new faces coming into Michigan's lineups and what we think of the team and, you know, what Michigan's chances are like this season. So we were putting off answering that question because we knew that at some point we were going to be diving deep into it with our season preview. So now is the time. Yeah, and I think that Michigan's lineups are going to look a little bit different last year. Like you said, when you lose someone like Natalie Wojcik and Abbey High School, first of all, those are two of the best all-arounders in the country from the past – four or five years. And then you have Nicoletta Kulos, who really, I feel like as her career went on, just continued to get better and better. And in my opinion, her senior season was her best season. She was contributing on Bars, Beam, and Floor and bringing in pretty high scores consistently on that event. So so it ends up being, you know, a pretty big loss. Yeah, I don't think any program can have that kind of talent walk away and then immediately expect to just be at the same level. Like, No matter who you are, what program, losing that level of talent is going to be tough. And it requires some rebuilding, I would say. Absolutely. And I think that's what we're going to see with Michigan starting with this season. I think there's a lot of new faces that you're going to be seeing in the lineup, but new isn't necessarily a bad thing. I know that last season, people were really worried about what was going to happen with Michigan's lineups with you know so many people graduating, but I think there's going to be a lot of people on Michigan's team that are going to surprise you this season and also just throughout the rest of their careers as they go on and continue to develop. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by what Michigan has to bring, and I think we're going to start seeing that a lot this season. Of course, we have to mention Michigan is very, very happy and very lucky to be getting Sierra Brooks and Gabby Wilson back for their fifth years, again, along with Natalie Wojciech and Abby High School, two of the top all arounders in the country. So they're very lucky to retain that from last season. And then they also have Naomi Morrison coming back, who is also a person who can bring in huge scores across the board. So those are going to be some of the bigger names that you see from last year's lineup transfer right over to this season. But then there's plenty of people that are either new, which the freshmen we'll get into in a second, but then there's also people like Carly Ballman who you've seen a lot on Bars and Beam because she's absolutely phenomenal. And so consistent. Yeah. But I think that she's going to be doing even more this season. So she had an Achilles tear right before the 2022 season began. So we haven't seen her do vault or floor in quite a while, but prior to that injury, she was doing training, I should say, a one and a half on vault that was looking great. Her floor was looking great. Yeah, so she was originally doing a tucked full end. I don't think we're gonna see that anymore she's been training a front double twist on floor but still an e-pass and very very clean yeah I mean her technique is like chef's kiss <laughs> so good so i think that carly being an all-arounder is something that people are going to want to keep their eyes on because she has huge scoring potential across the board and this is something that we've been talking about i feel like since she got injured like we've been waiting for this moment when she was going to come back in step into the all-around and be like the consistency all-around queen that we know she's capable of. and being. she was so good last year on bars and beam, but with the kelly's tears it usually does take a little bit longer to get back on ball and floor. so i think that this is finally going to be the season where we see her Shining in the all around. I'm super excited. I I also think the issue and I guess a quote quote unquote issue with Michigan's lineups the past several seasons is because they've had so much depth and so much talent on their team, it hasn't left room, but also the need for some of these athletes that were injured to come back super quick. Exactly. They didn't necessarily need Carly on ball last season. They didn't need her on floor. Like, sure, that's great. Like, if, you know, she's looking really great and they could throw her in, that'd be perfect. But I just don't think that they felt there was a need to really push her to be in the all around last season. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this season, there will be more of a need for that absolutely so, and that's Jen- an area i expect her to be in and jenna mulligan we have been so so excited about you guys <laughs> she looks so good she's somebody who has kind of always been like in the background she's never been the kind of person that's like you know guaranteed to be in a lineup or you know you can she's put never her really in she's going nine nine yeah she's never really been considered to be the star but i will say watching the one and a half that she was doing in practice yeah because we went to practice a week before we did this interview with Bev so it's like two weeks ago now at this right yeah and the one and a half that she was doing in practice she nailed every one of them like I'm pretty sure the first one that she did she stuck mm-hmm. and the rest of them were like small little hops forward they're still working on getting it like obviously on the competition surface but in terms of you know getting the ball around she has a safe landing on it execution has improved tenfold since her level 10 days Yes, yeah, so she did that her level her senior season of level 10 and it was almost kind of like a yurchenko one and a half talked like she had a pretty bad knee bend on it but that is cleaned up so much it's like basically gone yeah and it, jenna if you're listening to this we are so proud of you it looks so good we cannot <laughs> wait i i think she's in the vault line of the season i have her locked in you guys yeah so Brittany and i have a little spreadsheet going with all of the top teams and we have our lineup predictions and we have Jenna locked in the vault lineup and she's done vaults in the past. She's done the Urchenko full and she's been kind of the depth person. Like she goes in when they're resting somebody else, but I don't think she's that girl anymore. I no, think she's in. I think she's the girl that's in. And then same with floor. Mm-hmm. As of right now in my personal lineup, and I feel awkward saying this because I know Bev and the coaches are probably listening to this. So <laughs> here's here's my lineup prediction. Um, I actually have Jenna in the floor lineup at this moment as well. Yeah. So. She's been really, really consistent. She's the kind of person, honestly, you could put her up in Like the leadoff spot and you know she's going to go up there and get you like a 9-8 plus score and and maybe even higher I think she's been looking really really great her execution is improving that's something Bev mentioned in the interview just you know continuing to work on pointing toes and squeezing legs together and the little details but yeah I think Jenna Mulligan is going to surprise a lot of people and she looks good on beam as well Mm -hmm. like she's never been in the beam lineup she exhibitioned once I think last year if I'm not mistaken at Michigan State But, and she may have another point, maybe I'm not remembering, but she hasn't been in the lineup, I know that, and I think there's a possibility she could maybe even sneak into the lineup here and there on that event as well, if she's consistent so yes. very very excited to see all the progress that she's making in the gym and Farrah Lippitz is another one that we have been so so excited about it's been a while since she's competed she had an ACL tear her senior year of high school right at the beginning of the season so it's been a really long time since Farrah's actually got the chance to compete but and so I think because of that she came into college kind of underrated I'm telling you guys she's coming she's coming and she looks phenomenal especially on bars and beam yeah We kept saying this to Bev. She reminds us so much of Natalie Wojciech. Like, her lines, her toe point... (sighs) Just so good. Yeah, just the way she moves on beam, her dance. I think there's potential for her on floor as well. But I think particularly on bars and beam, I can see her potentially being in the lineups this season if she's being consistent Mm -hmm. in practice. Oh, definitely. I think so. So super excited about her. And then, of course, there's Kaylin Morgan. We saw bits and pieces of her last season, primarily on vault. I do think that, you know, like Bev said, with the shoulder injury, it's going to take a little bit for her to come back in the beginning of the season. Yeah, sounds like they don't plan on having her unless she gets like super ahead of schedule in terms of of recovering from her shoulder surgery. But by midseason, I definitely think she'll be in multiple lineups. Bars, I think, is a strong event for her. Honestly, every event. Mm-hmm. She's really, really good. The coaches speak so highly of her. Yeah, I think Kaylin is like the star of the future. When I think about the coming years of Michigan Gymnastics, I see Kaylin being kind of like the it girl, the girl that everyone drafts number one on their fantasy team. I see her <laughs> being that girl. And she's someone that has potential to have a one and a half on a ball. We saw that a little bit prior to season last year. Yeah. <laughs> But I think with that shoulder issue and just the timeline trying to get back on the other events, like Bev said, might not be something that they risk this season. But But, I mean, her Yurchenko full was really nice as well. I mean, Michigan last year had the ability to have a a full 10-0 start value lineup and in the end ended up going with Kaylin on ball with her Yurchenko full. because She was scoring nine nines every week. So clean. Her (laughs) stick rate was pretty good. So I mean, I wouldn't be mad about the full being in the lineup either. Not everything has to be a Yurchenko one and a half. I think we get a little Yurchenko one and a half happy. We do. Like we just want Yurchenko tranco one and a half everywhere <laughs> all the time but I think it's okay to have a really nice full especially when you're doing a wow Let's yeah stick it's kind landing. of like the KJ Johnson strategy for LSU yeah if you have someone that can do a really nice clean full and has a high stick rate that's basically guaranteed to go 98599 every week you might as well do it exactly so that's something to look for I would say like mid-season and then there's JC of course JC didn't really see a whole lot of action last year and I think it was mostly just because like we kind of mentioned with Carly on vault and floor I feel like there was so much Talent and so much depth on Michigan's team that, unless you were like really, really super consistent in scoring, like you know, 9.85 range, 9.9 plus you probably weren't going to see a consistent lineup, of action. Yeah, which JC can do that for sure, but... I think it was hard to make an argument for her and, like, the Bar or Beam lineup and take out someone like White, Natalie Wojcik. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, I just don't think they had the room in their lineups. But now they do. They do this year. We're going to see a lot more of her this season, and I'm super excited about that. Bars, she's done quite a bit. Beam, I'm obsessed with her on Beam. Her Beam is very underrated. Yeah. And then Floor, we haven't seen a whole lot of Floor as well, but I think she has strong potential on that event. And then vault keeping our fingers crossed on you heard bev talk about the mental block that she had and is still kind of working to overcome we went in the gym a couple times last season and just to see the progress now it's so relieving to see that she's going over the table because at one point she was not she would run up to the vault and then stop or she would go over the vault if she had the mat on it but wouldn't actually do it without the mat so to see her going over the table and doing timers now is like a massive step yeah so super, it's been super. it's been a long process yeah super happy to see that she was going over the table and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we'll get to see her you know maybe later in the season on vault or next season I feel like Michigan's philosophy has always been don't push it if you don't need to and I think that applies to JC on vault as well like looking at the talent that they have in their vault lineup already you have Gabby Wilson Sierra Brooks Naomi Morrison that are pretty much locks Jenna again with her one and a half you have Rana Gugino that doesn't want half. and a half you have Carly Bauman who's expected to have a one and a half you have some freshmen with some potential so I think that like they have options that there's not really a need to quickly get someone like JC back into that lineup I'd rather have her be healthy physically but also mentally obviously and be and, safe about it and not push it and just be ready for next season on that event so but we are rooting for I her. mean but we're not gonna be mad like if she has the <laughs> one and a half and she's ready to go this season then like bring it on I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna say no to it <laughs> really really excited to see the potential that JC's gonna bring to the table this season yep and you mentioned Reina on vault we heard that her vaults have been looking better and higher than ever before she wasn't at practice the day that we were in I think she had class but super super excited to see her back on vault this season and floor as well she's you know phenomenal on floor and Bev kind of gave some hints there about maybe potential upgrades in her routine so super super excited for her I think she's gonna be another person that can bring in those big scores and also has the experience Mm -hmm. it's crazy that she's already a senior like I feel like her and her class were just freshmen but Then oh again God, we say that about everybody so I mean to be fair like I feel like in this one I think it's because of COVID though I feel yeah. like COVID threw everything off mm-hmm. and she would be the class that came in right after COVID so I yeah. feel like this is the class that when Michigan won the national championship in 2021 Reyna, Naomi, Jenna, Carly they were freshmen so easy to think about man I hate time <laughs> <laughs> Time is a weird thing. It is, but yeah, super excited for Reyna. And then who else have we mentioned? um Paige Thaxton, I think, is someone who is continuing to get better and better and has a lot of potential. I think for her, the biggest thing is just staying healthy. I think as a level ten, she was phenomenal. She had a Yurchenko one and a half on vault. She had a double layout and a tucked full in on floor. So she in was the, a powerhouse in the same routine. Yes, like she She wasn't alternating <laughs> in the same routine. Which is basically unheard of. And I don't think that we're going to see that. So I think if we do see Paige this season, people should know that she's probably not going to be doing that. I think staying healthy is the biggest thing for her. I think this was said off the podcast but either Bob or Miley said that their plan for her is to just do like a double pike double tuck routine and not necessarily focus on the E-pass at least right now at this point in time because of her ankles. Mm-hmm. So. But definitely someone that I think we'll see contending for a spot in the vault in lineup this season. Mm-hmm. And she looks pretty good on beam as well from what we've seen of her. I mean I'm not mad about her as a beam option too. Yeah so. I feel like every time I've seen her on beam she's nailing a triple series. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like okay queen go off. <laughs> so I also think there's some freshmen that can work their way into the conversation as well. Yeah, there's Kaylee Boozer. She's a Texas State national champion on beam from last year. Beautiful beam marker, Absolutely beautiful on that event. I think she's a depth option for them. Could make it in the lineup as well, I guess we'll see. She wasn't at practice the day we were in either. So Mm -hmm. I haven't seen her in person yet on beam. But with who I think is in the beam lineup and contending for spots, I think that Kaylee would likely squeeze into a depth role at least for this season there's also Halen zabrowski who i think has potential to be i don't want to say like an all-arounder like i don't think she's necessarily going to be competing all around in her freshman season but she's somebody who could step up on any given event on any given day yeah i feel like she doesn't really have a weak event like she could in theory go in in any event at yeah. any time also somebody that was training a one and a half coming into college so mm-hmm. and ava jordan we were so impressed by her when we were in the gym on vault. She is training Yurchenko one and a half. But actually has a really really nice foal. Yeah. I remember when she committed to Michigan I was looking up some videos of her and one of the things I remember noting was how clean and big her Yurchenko foal was. Mm-hmm. She has a really nice block. Honestly kind of reminiscent of Abby High School dare I say. <laughs> like she has a really nice block which leads to a really great vault. So definitely someone to look for in the future. And other events as well. Yeah. Like bars. Bars she looked really really good and beam She's really beautiful as well. Yeah. Miley was Miley is the beam coach she was speaking very very highly of her on beam and her potential so I think that's somebody that will definitely be contending for a spot in that lineup she was at level 10 nationals this past year and got fourth on beam so and then of course McKaylee Marr who is the transfer from Penn a bar and beam specialist she actually has a career high of 9925 on bars and a 995 on beam so huge potential there and someone that I think will be buying for spots as well So something that we like to ask the coaches that we're interviewing for the series is what they personally view as the strongest event and potentially the weakest event for their team. And it's always interesting to compare it with, I guess, what we've determined their strongest and weakest event to be, which I think with Michigan, I don't really see a particular weak point or necessarily an event that's like, Oh my God, that event, they're going to be like number one in the country. Yeah, like it's pretty even across the board in terms of what they're capable of. I think the biggest question mark is going to be, you know, when you have so many new faces stepping into a lineup and and not as many people that have experience competing week in and week out, I think that leaves the door open. It leaves some, I guess, unanswered questions about how they're going to compete. Yeah, you just never quite know how those... Athletes are going to show up on competition day and how consistent they're going to be. So, I think that, if anything, in general, could be the weakness for Michigan is just the unknown. Looking at specific events, Vault, they're losing two yurchenko one and a halfs with Natalie and Abby High School, but they're gaining two more with Jenna Mulligan and Carly Bauman being back in the lineup. So, I say back in the lineup. She never was in the lineup. Being in the lineup for the first time with the yurchenko one and a half, hopefully, but, you know, they have the ability to have a full lineup of 10 start values and a couple depth options that have your Trinkle One and halves as well. But in my opinion, the vault lineup is the most clear cut out of all of Michigan's lineups. Like I feel like you have Sierra Brooks, Gabby Wilson, and Naomi Morrison that in my opinion, are locks. Like they're, you know, knock on wood unless something horrible happens, like an injury. Like those three are in that vault lineup. I also personally have Jenna Mulligan in my lineup. One well, Raina. Raina's been pretty consistent in her career as well. Yeah, Raina struggled with inconsistencies a little bit last year and was actually taken out, and that's when they put Kaylin Morgan in with her fall. But if you look at the entirety of Raina's career, her one and a half historically has been really good. High scoring. She's gotten 10, 9975s, 995s. Like, she's capable of bringing in a really big score. So we've heard that she's looking good. I expect her to be on that event. Yeah, I see Vault. Vault has been Michigan's strong point for a while now. And I, I still see that being a really good event for them this season. Nobody can churn out a big, powerful one and a half like a Michigan girly. Right. <laughs> um, For bars, I think... You have some really solid athletes like Sierra Brooks, Gabby Wilson, and Carly Bauman in the lineup that you know you can count on. Returning from last year as well. Yep, and then Naomi Morrison and J.C. Vore have been in the lineup at various points in their careers as well. And I think can bring in a consistent score. And then I think Farrah Lippitz has a lot of potential for bars. And, I, you know, it's going to really depend on how she competes and if she's consistent, of course. But from what we've seen, we really like it. And we think that she is... Heavily in contention for a spot in that event. McKaylee Marr is as well. Yeah, McKaylee Mar Kaylin Morgan, when her shoulder is 100% good and ready to go. So, you know, there's options on bars. And I, I think Beam Ava Jordan, Ava, Ava Jordan, Jordan, I would yes. also put her in there. Yes, she's looked fantastic from what we've seen. So Beam, I was going to say, I think they have probably the most depth on Beam. And Bev said that as well. Pretty much everybody on the team could theoretically contend for the Beam lineup. Yeah, it really comes down to, again, consistency. Well, first of all, health duh like health is always a thing that we're talking about who is healthiest and also who is able to like turn it on on meet day when the pressure's on and hit a consistent beam routine because I think in terms of like quality and execution the entire team could do beam in theory (laughs) yeah I have Sierra Brooks, Gabby Wilson, Carly Bauman as locks in this lineup they are returning from last year's lineup yep J.C. Vore, Farrah Lippitz, McKaylee Marr those are some names that I think are going to be in you know strong contention for that lineup. Naomi Morrison, Kaylin Morgan, we mentioned Jenna Mulligan, you know Ava Jordan, we mentioned her as well. Paige Thaxton, Kaylee Boozer, that's her best event. Yeah, Kaylin. Yeah, I I really think this is the event where Michigan's entire team could in theory, be contending for the lineup. And I feel like for those of you who play Fantasy Gym, it might not be helpful to hear us say, the entire team can make the beam lineup. Because you're like, that's not helpful to me. I need to know who to draft. If you want my personal opinion, obviously I'm not on the coaching staff, so I don't make these decisions and I don't have all of the knowledge. But from what I have seen and just my opinion... I obviously, like I said, Sierra Brooks, Gabby Wilson, Carly Bauman, I think they're pretty much, in my opinion, locked in that beam lineup. Farrah Lippitz, at this point in time, I think she's a really strong... Yes, for the beam lineup, as is McKaylee Marr and JC Vore, with, I think, healthy Kaylin Morgan and Naomi Morrison kind of also contending for those spots. Those are, in my opinion, at this moment, who I have on my mental beam team, but I also think with inner squads coming up, Michigan will have two more. They'll have one at the end of November that's like an in-gym inner squad that we're hoping to go to, and then they also have one in Chrysler at the beginning of December, so I think we'll get some more clarity then as well and actually be able to see some of these athletes in action doing like full routines. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pick a strongest event for Michigan, would you agree that it's probably beam just for depth and the amount of options that they have? I think so. I think beam Revolt. Yeah, that's where my mind goes. Also, floor we haven't mentioned floor. They have a strong lineup there as well. Returning Sierra Brooks, Gabby Wilson, and Naomi Morrison. Oof. Three really, really <laughs> consistent. That's like a, that's a good oof. Like three punch at the end of the lineup. Those yeah. three are, are really the people that you would want to have up. So that's great. We mentioned Jenna being really consistent and kind of the person that can go at the beginning of the lineup and really get a solid score to kind of set the momentum. Raina's has also been in the beginning of the lineup in her career. and She's done- kind of like that leadoff person. Yeah. She's consistent. She's and done she's well with that. So much better too. Her tumbling's higher. Legs are a little bit straighter. Like I've seen some subtle improvements in Reina on that event in particular throughout her career. And I really feel like we were starting to see that towards the end of last season. Like I remember watching her big 10 floor routine for some reason and thinking like, wow, like. She's really good on floor. Like, yeah. I think it, like, hit me in that moment. Little improvements, but definitely noticeable if you pay super close attention like you yeah. do. <laughs> we notice everything. So, yeah, I definitely think she's in contention for a lineup spot. Carly Bauman as well. I think the lineups, for the most part, are probably going to be very similar to what they were last year, minus, like, two or three spots in each event. And you're going to have those new faces, depending on how they do in the gym. Those are the ones that you're going to see. Maybe even going in and out of the lineups. Like, I don't think there's necessarily going to be, like, a... That person's in the lineup. 100%. They have options this year, which I think is a great thing. But overall, I'm really excited to see what this team can bring to the table. I think this is going to be another really strong season for Michigan. For sure, I think this is going to be a team that, once again, is in really strong contention to win another Big Ten title. I think that nationally they're still going to remain relevant. They're going to be in the conversation to make it to the NCAA Championships and making a push for the Final Four. And, you know, being in that conversation at the end, that's what every team at this level striving to do and I think Michigan definitely still has the makings to be that team. We mentioned this in our episode on Monday this week and we're going to mention it again here. We have a spreadsheet for our gold level Patreons where you can see the full roster, career highs, um, season averages, upgrades that people have been training. When we last saw a gymnast on a given event And also our lineup predictions for pretty much every top team. We did the top 20 and then a couple other teams that would be of interest to people. Like we did Clemson because it's their first season. Auburn obviously didn't have the best ending to their season, but is normally a team in the top 20. And I also want to be clear, because I feel like what you just said is confusing. We did lineups for the top 10 teams out mm-hmm. of those, but we covered the career highs, the upgrades, season averages, when we last saw them, all Injuries, of that. Injuries yep, for the top 20 teams plus Clemson and Auburn. And so. this is helpful for people that do fantasy gymnastics, just to have kind of all the information that you could want or need when you're drafting or deciding who to draft right in front of your face. We've been starting to draft for fantasy gym and have referenced our own sheet many many times it's been helpful so if that's something that you're interested in we will have a link to our patreon down below as of the time of recording this it's not published yet but it's very 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 this episode that you're listening to went live on thursday and i think we're planning on having this spreadsheet live on friday or saturday yeah i would say sunday at the absolute latest it's very very close so stay tuned check back in a couple days That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, we like to end by thanking our gold level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Steve I, Dana, Kyle M, Alex M, Jenna A, ML, Katie C, MSU, Kimberly G, Randy B, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M., amy c Semflam, erica s m Derek h martin paul m krista jasmine and lee b thank you so much for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level we seriously love and appreciate you guys so so much if you are interested in supporting our podcast we always have a link in the show notes down below to our patreon page where you can see the perks of each tier level and how you can join If you're a Gold Level Patreon, you've probably been seeing for a while now all of the coaches that we have lined up for Coach's Corner, as well as some of the athletes that we have for Recruit Reflections. So, Sydney Seabrooks is going to be our next Recruit Reflection, which comes out on Monday. And then our next Coach's Corner and season preview will be KJ Kindler and the Oklahoma Sooners. So, be on the lookout for that. We hope you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you real soon. Bye! Bye!